and we're live on the Jonathan Cogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Another dollar, another day. Oh, my God. Here we go, baby. It's great to be with you. An honor, privilege, no matter where you're watching. Twitter, Facebook. Like I said, who, who, who uses Facebook? Who trusts Meta? I just, I don't know, man. I'm bullish on Twitter video. Very bullish. I've been saying it for a long, long time on this podcast. Go listen to old episodes. You will see that we've been truthful and bullish on the future and accurately predicting what's going to happen in this world. We're very, very good at that. Why? Because we do the research. We cut through the propaganda and we go straight to the source and we find the truth. We don't have biases. We don't have political leanings. We don't, we don't agree with anything. We just care about truth. That's it. In a world where up is down, left is right, we like to identify if right really is right or left really is left or if up really is up, you know, truth, objective truth. Now, without further ado, subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show podcast wherever you get your podcast or just go to jsk.transistor.fm and you can go listen anywhere, YouTube, Rumble, all that shenanigans and uh, Twitter at KOGZ if you're already watching on Twitter, 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 Titter. Thank you. Okay, here we go. So before I get into uh, the testimony that's going on, which is really wild, and uh, actually, the the guy who was whistleblower X, Mr. X, all right, like Mr. T, but Mr. X, Mr. X is a self-proclaimed, well, I, I don't know why I preface it like that's weird, what, but what I'm about to say is going to sound really weird that I just said that. He's a gay Democrat, okay? <laughs> He's a gay Democrat for whatever reason. I mean, whatever. Who cares? We don't care. We don't care. We don't care what you are. We don't care. We don't, we don't do labels. We do human beings and that's it. We, we may go a step further. We actually may identify people as good and helping humanity and evil destroying humanity. That's about as low as the buckets go. It's pretty binary. You're either good and human or bad and human, or who knows, maybe you're an alien. I don't know, but that's not here nor there. North, he's from Northeast Ohio, where I'm from. Holla at your boy. Um, and he uh, identifies as a gay Democrat. And that's what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's the right terminology to say. He identifies as a gay Democrat. He is a, a gay Democrat, I guess, is a better way to say it. I just want to say, if you're one of the four people listening to this from my home uh, you know, geographical area of Northeast Ohio, hit me up. At KOGZ on Twitter. Send me a DM. Let's connect. You know, Come on. Listen, if you don't have my number, hit me up. Let's reconnect, okay? Let's reconnect. All right. So first I want to talk about China before we get into it, because this is one of the boldest things I've ever seen in my life. So I'm sure dictatorships for a long period of time have done some wild shit, and they've probably actually done this very thing before. But like, you want to talk about a bold plan? What I saw, I thought that was fake, but I came across it in like many news outlets this is real. This is unbelievable. I'm going to pull it up too. I may or may not play the video because it's not really like a video. It's just like a slideshow. So what do you think the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party is doing over the next 10 years? What their plan is. Here we go. The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has initiated a 10-year project to rewrite religious texts, including the Bible. That is as bold as it gets, saying, hey, listen. We are going to, we don't like the Bible. We don't do that. We're going to rewrite a baby. And you know who the savior is going to be? Xi Jinping. All right. You don't like it? Go to the camp. All right. I mean, that is, that is so, you got to Listen, you got to give credit where credit's due. You got to have so much control and so much of a dictatorship and so much control over information and just mind control to be able to say, hey, yeah, this text has been here for thousands of years. Yeah. Like people, you know, go to religious places, you know, to praise this, this book or whatever you want to religious text, however you want to identify. I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm just saying this is a pro human podcast as far as we go. 
Um, and you're saying, hey, we know all these people know the stories of the Bible, but you know what? In 10 years with AI and all that stuff, they're not going to know what's real information and what's not. So we're just going to shove this down our throat and rewrite the whole damn thing. That is so bold. Should we play some of this video? Let's play some of this video. I think it's just a slideshow, so I'll probably just read most of it. But that is one of the boldest plans ever. Could you imagine Joe Biden saying, hey, as you guys know, I'm a dictator, and I am going to rewrite the Constitution. I'm going to rewrite. That actually might happen. Who knows? All right, here we go. So the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, has initiated a 10-year project to rewrite religious texts, including the Bible. Such intense background music. With a candle lit. Across Henan province, local CCP officials forced Protestant churches to replace the Ten Commandments with Xi Jinping quotes. Oh my god. The CCP aims to make the faithful serve the party rather than God as part of its cynicization of religion. I mean, you... Examples of the altar text include Jesus stoning an adulterous woman to death in place of forgiveness. The CCP's control over religion extends to appointing Catholic bishops and demanding authority over selecting the next Dalai Lama. The CCP's attitude toward religion is evident in Tibet and Xinjiang, where Buddhists and Muslims have faced persecution. That's not good. So, these... So... No, 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 no. You don't get a free advertisement on this podcast. No, 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 no. If you do want to advertise, let me know. Um, so, uh, but we will never be told what to say or what to do. We stand with the peasants full stop. Okay. So if you can't advertise in a place where the peasants stand together, get out. If you care about that and want to advertise with the peasants, let me know. All right. So I just, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying, holy shit, if you are powerful enough to say, I'm going to rewrite the Bible where people are going to actually consume it and believe it, that's some that's some real power. I don't think they have that kind of power. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to work. I think they're losing control over there. I think they've got a major demographics issue, which we've covered on this podcast at length. We'll probably do it again, but you can go back and listen to those episodes. I think they're... Uh, I think China's in deep shit. Their economy's in deep shit. If you listen to Jeff Snyder, who's very, very good, knows a lot about the Euro Dollar University. He runs Euro Dollar University, very good source for economic news. China is not doing so well. Okay. Actually, like nowhere in the world is doing well. In fact, in fact, speaking about economics and the world, before we get into this testimony, I actually came, I was actually listening to a podcast today. And I'm going to pull it up because I, I clipped it. So, uh, there is, I believe it's called Forward Guidance. I'll go to my Twitter and play this clip because this is crazy. So this is a very reputable, reputable person. So um, so uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth, CEO and Chief Strategist, QI Research LLC. She's very well known. She used to work for the Fed, I think, for over a decade, perhaps. Well, she's on the Bl Block Works show Forward Guidance with Jack Farley. And they're talking about Bidenomics and the data and how it uh, let's say does not match up to reality. And in this three minute clip here, she's essentially saying that all the data we're getting right now from an economic standpoint are lies and it's all going to be revised, but it's going to take a year. They're just lying. This whole Bidenomics thing, which we, you know, kind of think so on. She basically you're saying the economy is doing so well in all these areas yet bankruptcies are at an all time high, like the highest since the great, great financial crisis. It makes no sense whatsoever. Listen to her. And she's very respected in the economics community, let's say. And she says that not only her, but her mentor, 
who follows all this data says it's fraudulent, that we're being told lies, not even just lies politically and, you know, from our own president, you know, you, you take these, these shots, you're not going to get COVID, you know, that, that guy. Um, well, apparently we're being lied from every aspect of life. All right. Just take a listen for yourself. I think it's very interesting. Uh, it's a very good clip. Here we go. Danielle, look, I love, I love your work. You follow this stuff, but facts are facts. And the unemployment rate is 3%. How can you say the labor market is as dire as when, uh, are saying the labor market remains tight. Uh, some companies themselves are saying the labor market remains tight. The fed is saying the labor market remains tight. And the unemployment rate, as lagging as it is, is at 3.7%. So I want you to kind of attack and hold nothing back uh, about the data. You've been, you know, yeah. uh, critiquing it. this official time that you really uh, uh, critique the BLS and you think the data is, is, is wrong and why it's wrong. I think the data is painfully corrupted, actually. And don't take it from me. Take it from 81-year-old Lacey Hunt, my mentor. He and I have had multiple discussions. He's been in the business since the 60s. He's been watching these data since the 60s. He's a big fan of the statistical agencies, by the way, and has always been close to the statisticians and respected the work, but he's never seen anything like this. He's never seen that for the last 12 months, 37% of all jobs created are due to an imputation called the birth death model. 37% of your headline non-farm payrolls. That's a huge number. With in the backdrop, chapter 11 filings across small, medium, and large companies more than double year over year. How can you say the Bureau of Labor Statistics that 37% of the jobs created in the last 12 months have been due to new business formation when your bankruptcy cycle is the worst since 2009? It's specious data that will be re revised away. And in addition to that, you're not picking up on what I follow at dailyjobcuts.com. And that is small businesses. The CFO survey came out yesterday. It's a combination between uh, Duke University and, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond. And you've got, you've got CFOs in the country saying that, that, that by 2024, they're going to be drastically reducing headcount. And they also reported that 40% of small business CFOs cannot access financing. So we're seeing these small businesses go away one after another after another. But if you hang your own shingle, you're not going to go file a jobless claim against yourself. It doesn't make any sense. But will you show up in the data? Nope, you won't. So there are signs that there are, there are certain aspects of the economy that will be picked up in revisions, but that are not being reflected today. And the best characterization was from a buddy of mine, Peter Shear, um, who said, understand the massive pool of economists that Bloomberg queries once a month. I get that they can all be wrong for a month here and a month there. But he asked the question rhetorically, what are the odds that for 14 months in a row, they're all wrong, that none of their models work? that the BLS's models have some, some special sauce in them that, that the street doesn't have access to? The forecasts have all been wrong for 14 months in a row? Speaking of statisticians, that's statistically impossible. And we will see these numbers revised away. The problem is, it takes a year. So uh, 
you know how I've talked about many times in this podcast how the odds of getting something either 100% right is equally as hard as getting something 100% wrong. And during the pandemic is when literally every decision that was made was 100 and Brett Weinstein talks about this very well, but we've talked about it here probably before anyone else did, which is everything, every decision, everything was 100% inverted from what you should do perfectly. Perfect. So like, if you're going to totally guess and like, you know, you're figuring shit out on the run, you're going to get like, maybe, you know, sometimes you'll get 40% right. Maybe you'll get 20% right. Maybe you'll get 90% right. You're not going to get a hundred. Just like you're not going to, you'll get 80% wrong, 60% wrong, maybe 10% wrong, maybe 90% wrong. It doesn't matter, but you're not going to get it 100% wrong unless the intent is mal-intent, in meaning they fucking hate you. I'm sorry for the language, but that means that they hate you, okay? If everything about your health and doing what's best for you is 100% opposite of what you should do, you're being told the opposite of what you should do for your optimal health, it means somebody out there in control of these people telling you this stuff hate you, including and or the people themselves who are telling you these lies. Like Fauci, Fauci hates you. He wants you dead. He wants a whole generation of kids dead. Richest country in the world of all time, most unhealthy kids ever. Make it make sense. Please make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. So they got everything 100% wrong. And so she's saying the same thing, that the economic data, what are the odds that it's 100% wrong? It's like statistically impossible unless it's intentional. Bidenomics at work, baby. Bidenomics. Don't ask questions, you peasant. You go to work. You make less money. Inflation goes up. You can't afford anything. Shut your mouth. You'll be deplatformed. You'll be censored for talking about the, the economy. You're not an expert. You need to talk to an expert like that guy at the New York Times, uh, Paul Krugman. He's the only one that knows what's going on. He said in late 2007, the economy's never been better than boom great financial crisis you gotta love it you got to love it and then people like peter schiff and, and he's on tv and like 2007 saying oh something big is coming that you know it doesn't make sense he's mortgage back securities everything's gonna blow up and they, they're on fox news and stuff going <laughs> oh my god peter schiff <laughs> i would buy all the bank stocks you idiot i'd buy goldman's and then they all they all plummet okay they're, it's opposite day every day of the week pretty much if you pay attention to what the elites say and you go the opposite direction, you will be extremely successful. You'll be perfectly healthy. You'll be the happiest person of all time. If you follow the herd and go with the elites on everything they say, you'll be dead in probably two years. You'll probably be obese, have diabetes. Your job will be paid hourly. You'll probably won't have that job in a couple of years. You'll be replaced by AI and then you'll be dead as a doornail. Sounds good. Sounds good. Keep following the experts. Follow the science. Follow the science, baby. Follow the science. By the way, another thing. You want to follow the science? Ready for this? Oh my God. It doesn't stop. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I gotta get to the I gotta get to the uh the um the testimony or whatever. But this is just incredible. Okay. <laughs> this is incredible. So uh uh I think it was Scott Adams who um replied to this or like quote tweeted it and said, nothing is real. And I thought it's hilarious because it's true. So uh this is from the New York Times, ready? And Paul Thacker reported here. I'll pull up on the screen if you're watching it. I don't want you to not be able to see it. This is from the New York Times, okay? The most reliable source uh, in the world. Yeah, okay. But anyways, Paul D. Thacker, ready? From New York Times, Stanford president will resign after a report found flaws in his research. And he wrote, follow the science. Nothing is real. So the president of Stanford, the most one of the most renowned universities in the world, you're told to follow the science. Listen to experts. This guy had fraudulent studies, scientific fraud. 
where at least, at the very least, three of his studies are being retracted for fraud. Not for like, eh, you know, we made a mistake on this, this one over. No, intentional scientific fraud. But yet, but yet, you're telling me that the same elite experts that told you what to do, wear a mask, lock down, also, that they were right that time around? Really? Is that what you're telling me? How many brain cells you got? I know you got more than one. Follow the science. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, listen, these are the same people that decades ago put fluoride into your drinking water. Do you know what fluoride is? Do you know what fluoride is? Fluoride is a neurotoxin. It is a neurotoxin. Okay. Basically, it's like brushing your teeth with mercury. All right. Go check your toothpaste. Is there fluoride? You're to, you were you were brainwashed so bad growing up that you were taught that fluoride was something you needed in your toothpaste to feel better. To have you had to get listen. My dad's a dentist, and he would and after the teeth would get clean, he would put fluoride in my mouth, and then and then I couldn't eat for like thirty minutes or something afterwards. Neurotoxin. People just listen. They don't even question things. But now people are learning. Now people are, you know, realizing that everything's a lie and that we've been totally duped for a long time. But it's a neurotoxin, and they put it in your water. If you're in the United States of America, they put it in your water. In in other countries, they didn't. Okay, they don't hate you as much. the The United States establishment despises its citizens. I don't know why. I don't know what we did. I love the United States. I'm I'm all. I think the Constitution is probably the greatest pro-human invention of all time it's really i never respected it until now but it's like wow that is impressive shit and like thomas jefferson was like 33 and like armored bureau they were like 18 22 they were so young i'm like what the hell am i doing man i'm doing a podcast yes it's the number one political podcast in the world yes it's the most unbiased podcast in the world yes it's the most truthful source of information you can get in the entire world yes it's totally unbiased but it's still a podcast while these dudes were running writing constitutions it's unbelievable it's absolutely unbelievable now, 18 minutes in, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to the testimony now. All right, here we go. Uh, so, like I said, he is a gay Democrat. It's amazing you have to say that. The reason I say that is because when you're apolitical and you just tell the truth, no matter what the truth is, for some reason you get put as a right wing extremist. I don't know why. I'm not. It's amazing, and people still fall for that. That you're right wing. That, you know, you, you want to, you want to do an insurrection and take over. No, I just want to tell the truth over here. Okay. I just want to, I'm just, I just want to tell people the truth. That's all I want to do. I have no agenda other than telling the truth. That's it. Why that makes me right wing. I will never know. I will never know. Okay. But so be it. So this is a gay Democrat who is now a, obviously a right wing pro Nazi, uh, anti-human, uh, uh, Trumper, uh, 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 QAnon conspiracy theorist, obviously, because that's what you become when you tell the truth. That is what you become. Whew, it's wild. Listen to his opening testimony. So this is whistleblower X, Joseph Zeigler, again, from Northeast Ohio, went to Ohio University. You'll, you'll listen to it. And I, ha- I can't believe you have to say he's a gay Democrat to give it. Cause otherwise they'll say, Oh, it's a partisan thing. He said, look, it's the GOP. It's the Republicans. This has nothing to do with politics. This is not even a political podcast. This is a pro truth podcast. That's it. Listen to his opening statement. He is a whistleblower from the IRS calling out how Hunter Biden, uh, uh, Hunter Biden was let off and he should have had felonies. Just listen. Don't listen to me. Today, I, I sit here not as a hero or, or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. 
That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. I humbly wait, wait, my can role I, here can today all the NPCs the say it with me? A- no one is above the law. No one is above the law. Well, okay, that, okay, we agree. We agree. Yes, Trump should not be above the law. Everybody agrees. What about Biden? You're a conspiracy theorist, you racist bigot. I best understood them and to let Congress and the administration and the public consider those facts and determine the best path forward. I recognize why I was present at the start of this investigation and was closely involved with the investigation for roughly five years. I'm just a part of the story. Others, including my colleague and supervisor, Gary Shapley, who is here with me today, have their own views and understandings of what took place during this investigation. I've been an agent with the IRS since 2010. In 2007, I received my undergraduate degree from Ohio University, my MBA from John Carroll University. Prior to starting my career at the IRS, I worked at Ernst & Young, Ernst & Young as an external auditor. Throughout my career with this, I have worked a variety criminal tax and money, money laundering investigation. Just a little side note. I have to say his career choices suck. They're boring as shit. You're talking to someone who I worked at PwC, which is like ENY. Man, it sucks. And I was an accountant. I did the same shit. Okay. Very poor choices. He's in the club. They're very, very boring. It's amazing. He's on the global stage making such shitty career choices. Sorry to all you accountants out there, but I'm one also, and it sucks. God bless. To being a, to being a part of the International Tax and Financial Crimes Group out of the Washington, D.C. field office. I was the lead IRS agent on the Hunter Biden investigation. I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a See, Democrat. See, I told you he's a gay Democrat. Why it matters that I'm he takes no it in more... the ass or gives it to someone in the ass, why that matters, I have no idea. And if he's voted for like Obama or Clinton and all that, like why that matters, I have no idea. But he he either likes and or, you know, he, he's into the ass stuff and he votes Democrat. Why that's even relevant to tell you the truth, I have no idea. But I told you he was a gay Democrat. credible than this man sitting next to me due to my sexual or my political beliefs. The truth is my credibility comes today of experience with the IRS and As my it should. intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. I was raised and have always strived to do what is right. Although I do have oh my, my supporters, others have said that I am a traitor to the Democratic Party and that I am causing more division in our society. I implore you to consider that if you were in my position with the facts as I have stated them, ask yourself if you would be doing the exact same thing. I hope that I am an example to other LGBTQ people out who are questioning doing the right thing at the potential cost of themselves and others. Always do the right thing, no matter how painful the process might be. I kind of equate this to the experience and feelings I encountered when coming out. It was honestly one of the hardest things I ever had to go through. I contemplated scenarios that would have been highly regrettable, but I did what is right, and I'm standing in, or I'm sitting here in front of you today. I, first, I, I would first like to take a minute to thank some people for their unfettered help and support. First off, God, for giving me the strength and courage to get through this process. 
My husband, who has been my rock, has put up with me, my stress, and has had to deal with, with his personal information being out there. My attorney, Dean Zerby, who has agreed to represent me through this matter pro bono and someone who has provided me so much help and guidance. My colleagues from the Hunter Biden investigation. The work that was done on this case was, is tremendous, but seems to be overshadowed by what is happening here today. And I just wanna to say to the investigative team that I'm thankful for having worked with you. I also wanna thank my family and friends back home to Ohio and Georgia. I don't live in the DC area. I had to fly here and have had to pay out of pocket for all my travel related expenses in being a whistleblower. On that note, I would like to make another statement that I have not accepted a single payment from anyone whistleblower. First, well, so Mr. Chairman, while I have my written statement as well as my testimony ways and means committee, I would like to touch on briefly seven specific matters. First, in a recent letter to Congress, Mr. Weiss stated that he had been granted ultimate authority over this matter, but then later stated in the same letter that his charging authority is geographically limited and that he would need a President Biden appointed U.S. attorney to partner with him in charging the case. Mr. Weiss stated that he, is, he was making all decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution consistent with federal law, the principles of federal prosecution, and departmental regulations. In the internal in the Criminal Tax Manual, Chapter 10, found on the DOJ website, tax division policy states that cases involving indiv individuals who fail to file tax returns or pay a tax, but who also commit acts of evasion or obstruction. Wait, uh, I need to correct the felonies. error that he just made there. It's felonies unless your name is Hunter Biden. And even better, if you're the president, Joe Biden, and you refuse to acknowledge that you have seven granddaughters or grandkids. When you refuse that you have a grandkid, that makes you a fantastic human being. A little separate, but just want you to, and, and, and it, uh, it makes you not eligible for a felony if you ignore grandkids because it's always the grandkids' fault. Side note. To avoid inequitable treatment. In early August of 2022, Federal prosecutors from the Department of Justice Tax Division drafted a 99-page memorandum. In, in so, they were recommending for approval felony and misdemeanor charges for the 2017, 18, and 19 tax years. That did not happen here, and I am not sure why. And as to the special and, and as the special agent on this case, I thought the felony charges were well supported. When considering the elements of felony tax case, under the criminal code, there are two key considerations, willfulness and tax due and owing. In the criminal context, willfulness is, a, is defined as voluntary, intentional violation of a known legal duty. The tax loss is the monetary loss to the government. In 2020, in early 2020, Hunter, Biden unfiled, or Hunter Biden's unfiled and delinquent tax returns were being prepared, which included his 2018 tax return. During the 2020 time period, by Hunter Biden's own account, he was sober, newly married, and writing his memoir. Hunter Biden's accountants requested that he sign a representation letter stating that all the deductions were for business purposes were being reported appropriately. Statements Hunter Biden made in his book completely contradicted <laughs> what he was deducting as businesses on his 20th return. While writing his memoir, Hunter I holed up inside the chateau for the first six <laughs> weeks and learned how to cook crack. Hunter Biden allegedly claimed 
business for, chat, for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for a <laughs> supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University wait, tuition payment. Wait. Can you imagine having the chutzpah, <laughs> to having the hubris, <laughs> to be able to say that, you know, it's unfiled, you know, but you're clean, sober, with a family, you're never doing better, and then you, you, you say that to the IRS, and then you write your own memoir, and in that memoir, over that same period of time when you're reflecting on it, you say you learned how to do crack, pay for hotel rooms for your drug dealer, and get sex club memberships, and you were just out of control, crazy bananas. <laughs> the chutzpah, that is, listen, listen, you could say all you want about Hunter Biden, but I'll tell you what, I have never met anyone that has committed so many <laughs> corrupt corruption acts uh, per potentially treasonous against the very country that he lives in and that his dad's president of, and then saying to them, ah, listen, I, I'm clean, I'm sober, all this stuff. And then literally you come out with a book. And over that same period of time, you say, hey, over that period of time, I learned how to cook crack. What are you going to do about it? That is that is basically saying, I can say whatever I want and you can't do nothing about it. All of these items were used to support willfulness the willfulness element for felony tax evasion. These false deductions claimed by Hunter Biden caused a false return to be prepared that underreported his total income by approximately $267,000 and a loss to the U.S. $106,000. Second, back to the 2014 tax year, Hunter Biden any <laughs> That's of the what money I'm saying. earned from Burisma for the 2014 tax year, which would have which would a tax loss to the I mean, honestly, why pay tax if you're the president's son? You know, I mean, listen, there should probably just be a sales tax anyways, where you only pay tax on things that you purchase. You, The government probably shouldn't just get an automatic income tax, you know? So I don't really care about the actual act that he's talking about here, but my God, you are the president's son or the vice president's son, and you're not filing taxes? Oh my goodness. That's unbelievable. I mean, that is unbelievable. Oh, uh, we got a an internet connection issue. So you got to give me a second here. But that is, you are the president's son, or possibly at that point, the vice president's son, who is running for president of the United States. Like, to be the vice president's son, or the president's son, or the vice president's son who's now running for president, and to not even care to file a tax return in the country where your father is running for president or is currently vice president. That is chutzpah of chutzpahs. That's amazing. Like you, you, you're just saying I can do what, you, what, just get someone else to do it. You should just pay an outside counsel or account. Just here's all the stuff. Just file something. You are literally the son of the most powerful man who is responsible for an entire country, and you don't even follow the laws of filing a tax return for that country. That's incredible. Like, that's incredible. I mean, you got to respect the chutzpah. I don't know what else to say. I keep saying that word, but I don't know what else to say. All right, should we continue? I think we should. We'll continue. Hold on.
actually, so that's the intro. All right. Now I want to, uh, I want to play some of the segments here. So let's see if we can play some of the segments here. Hold on. If you know what I'm saying, real time streaming, it's what we do, baby. Please subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan show wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. It'll help. All right. Let's play some clips now. All right. Some questioning. I can't. Are you excited? Are you as excited and tingly inside as me to hear specifically the Democrats line of questioning? I can't wait because, you know, anytime, at least so far, that someone has come out to speak the truth, the Democrats, for whatever reason, have framed them as, you know, uh, terrible people, you know, Trumpers, uh, they, they hate, you know, they're, they're misogynist, they're racist, they're Nazis, they're far right extremists, and they want to overthrow the United States government. You know, that's pretty much the, 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 the shtick when you come out and do it and you whistleblow and tell the truth. Right. So this is going to be Republican first, but I can't wait for the Democrats. I'm just so excited. Aren't you pumped? So this is uh, representative James Comer. And supposedly he highlights Hunter Biden telling his CEFC China energy partners, Quote, the Bidens are the best. I, let's just listen to it. Two minutes, 48 seconds. Let's get into it. Here we go. Mr. Shapley, I want to turn to President Biden. You've stated to CBS Evening News that there were certain investigative steps you were not allowed to take that could have led to President Biden. Can you tell us what investigative steps related to President Biden that you wanted to take, but you couldn't? So there were multiple instances in this investigation where um, there were references to, uh, to the, the father of the subject, President Biden. And in the course of any normal investigation, uh, when the, the subject's father is uh, somehow related to the finances of the subject, that in the normal course of any investigation, we would have to go and get that information to properly uh, uh, vet um, uh, the, the financial flows of money uh, in that investigation to determine what we end up charging. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a tweet uh, or a, a message uh, in the laptop from Hunter Biden to Kevin Dong, uh, who was with CEFC. And it said, quote, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Now, the chairman he's referring to is Chairman Yi of CEFC. Is that correct? Uh, in, in, in that stream, yes. I believe so, yes. So what... Can you tell me what the Bidens are, are best at? Do you understand? What is going on here? This is unbelievable. So he says, I am tired of this, Kevin. I can make $5 million at any at any law firm in America, this is from Hunter Biden. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman. So again, it says you got it. This message is unbelievable. So uh, this is from Hunter Biden to this CFC guy. I am tired of this, Kevin. I can make five million in salary at any law firm in America. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts. My first takeaway is who uses the word quibble, okay? Let's not quibble over peanuts. That's a red flag. If someone ever uses quibble in a text message with me, it's an immediate red flag, immediate. Um, 
that's just an amazing message right there. Let's get this playing again, though. All right, here we go. The money that indicted for for being an unregistered, I believe, was was the charge. This this is another solicitation from Hunter Biden, and he refers to the Bidens plural, and they're best at doing what the chairman wants. I think that's very concerning our committee because this is a Chinese Communist Party-owned entity. Uh, this is of concern to our national security, and, and I didn't know uh, in closing if you had any information with respect to that comment there. You know, with respect to the WhatsApp messages, it was clearly Neopon, and, and, and that was really one of the major deviations from, in this case, is that visitors asked, and Special Agent Ziegler follow, uh, uh, to take some investigation to review that, and it just simply wasn't supported by the prosecutor. So uh, further to means, uh, I just simply can't do. Well, I can promise you we're not going to stop on this committee until we understand what he fully so, meant by that. Uh, listen, I don't a, mean this, obviously, I'm a political. I don't mean this Mr. as a political Chairman. question at all. I'm just really curious, um, before we get in the next clip, what is Hunter Biden selling? Is anybody, like, if, if it's justified that he could do this, it's fine, okay? But has anyone on that side that is saying, you know, this payment's great, this is fantastic, that he's working with these Chinese companies, are they saying what they bought for this $5 million, what they're buying? What is this dude selling to them? What are they buying? Why is no one asking just the simple, I just want to know what they're buying. What service or product are they offering? What 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 do they get? No one just gives you $5 million and says, yippity-doo-dah, yippity-day, my oh my, what a wonderful day. They, uh, they usually want something in return. What's he selling? So if there's partisan hacks saying, you know, listen, he can do whatever he wants. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Just tell me what he's selling. What is he getting paid for? What? Why is that not a, just, that? that's all I want to know. What is it? Why is no one giving us the answer? Like, is that, you, what? It's just bonkers, bonkers. And if it turns out he did sell out the country and it's really a treasonous act, I will take that if it goes from there. Maybe it was, uh, maybe he was a DJ at a birthday party. Maybe he draw a personalized painting for, you know, the Chinese uh, chairman of the energy company's daughter. I don't know. Probably should look up if he has kids because he is an artist. But what is he getting $5 million for? Is anyone else curious about that? That's all I want to know. Just, I haven't seen any reports. Oh, he's paid $5 million. It's corruption. It's not corruption. Okay, fine, fine. Just, what was it? Just, what was it? Just tell me what was given in return for $5 million. That's all I want to know. All right, so uh, this is the opening statement from Gary Shapley. We might come back to that. Let's see what this is. This is Representative Jason Smith. Um, were you surprised by the DOJ? I want to get into some Democrat questioning because those are my favorites, which means we probably have to go to the hack, um, the wonderful hack of Aaron Ruper, who is the most deceptive, uh, quote-unquote, journalist of all time. Um <laughs> like literally the most dishonest person ever, but that's how you find those clips. So Aaron Ruper, let's see, here we go. So here's his thread of covering Comer. This is how you get two different realities in life because people like this are willing to be dishonest. So this is how this is. And, and a lot of people apparently like listen to him and stuff, which is crazy. Uh, this is how you get, you know, alternate realities going on. So he, he just got mad at Comer and then he says, uh, with this clip, he goes, 
It's just the Burisma stuff reheated, the same basic conspiracy theory that played a leading role in Trump's first impeachment. You got to love people who use the term conspiracy theory. Like, you're out of touch with Americans, okay? Oh, here we go. Here we go. One of the best political hacks of all time, this Jamie Raskin guy. Love it. Oh, man. Here we go. Raskin. Uh, all right. So he's praising this quote right here. This is a 47 second. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see how biased and corrupt this messaging is. Let's just take a listen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good afternoon to the witnesses. Um, I thought we might be here today on the matter that the chairman declared his top priority, the crusade to find evidence of wrongdoing by president. But now long promised turns out to be a fugitive from American justice. In indicted on eight federal criminal felony counts and an unregistered foreign agent for China who tried to trade Chinese arms for Iranian oil. So I guess he's not going to be a witness for the majority anytime. After the failed SARS reports, Pickard's Form 1023, we can conclude that this inspector clear quest for something that doesn't exist has turned our committee into a theater of the absurd, an exercise in futility and embarrassment. Oh my God. Thank you, Mr. That's Chairman. unbelievable. So it's, it's, by the way, it's a great strategy. So he's talking about the guy we talked about uh, who uh, posted that video that has tried to get in touch with federal agents saying he's concerned about the connection between the Bidens and this Chinese energy company. And he keeps reaching out and they keep ignoring him. And then he's about to make it to Congress. And this just happened. We covered it on this podcast a few episodes ago, maybe the last one. And when he's about to come to Congress, boom, they slap him with, you know, arms traffic, all this stuff, just slam him with anything. It doesn't matter. Make him a criminal right away. Boom. Gets rid of the witness. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But if it's not true, it's a great strategy. Just nail someone. Just It doesn't have to be true, right? It doesn't have to be true. You just say, you know, someone's a rapist, arms dealer, Chinese spy, when really that's probably, a, it's a, usually a projection of what you're doing. But nonetheless, if that's the case, it's great. Boom. Get, get rid of all the witnesses. If you can't kill them, make them criminals. This is unbelievable. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's another, oh, Jamie Raskin. This is amazing. This is a minute. Let's see what this guy said. This is, by the way, it came up that he was a constitutional law professor for 25 years. And then he turned into this. That's unbelievable. Why can't people just be honest? All right, here we go. At today's hearing, we're going to hear about wrong doing appointed U.S. attorney over a dozen people who spent four years investigating the president's son. Hear about how they disagreed on investigative steps and what criminal charges to bring. All normal stuff uh, in government investigations that uh, doesn't usually lead to a congressional hearing. But one thing you will not hear today is any evidence of wrongdoing by President Joe Biden or his administration. Like every other try by our colleagues to concoct a scandal about President Biden, this one is a complete and total bust. You know what's so funny about concocting a scandal? That's exactly what he was a part of with the Steele dossier in Russiagate. That's literally what he did. They concocted a fake Russia hoax that the country dealt with for half a decade. It's exactly what they did. The Steele dossier and the Clintons and Obama knew it. It was all a lie. They concocted it. Isn't that unbelievable? I'm not saying, I don't know why that makes me right-wing extremist or right-wing. That's just an objective fact. That's just what it is. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to watch. In fact, the ongoing case that the majority invites, invites us to interfere with today 
is actually a striking illustration of the success of the American system of independent prosecutors operating under the rule of law outside the realm of the kind of political influence my colleagues are trying to exercise today. So what? Wow, that's amazing. Oh, this has got to be good. This is a two minute clip. I could just tell by what Aaron wrote. He wrote, here's Jamie Raskin debunking the GOP's Hunter Biden conspiracy theories in a sweeping fashion in under two minutes. Now, this is what I was looking for. This is going to be fantastic. Buckle up, baby. I haven't seen this. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Here we go. So what happened? Well, the son of the sitting president of the United States lost his brother and then lost his way badly back in 2015. As too many families around the country know, drug addiction is a dark and powerful affliction. And like other addicts, Hunter Biden made foolish and criminal choices, including failing to pay his taxes and owning a firearm in violation of federal law. And he's now being held criminally accountable for it. His investigation began under the Trump administration. It was conducted by a U.S. attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, who Donald Trump appointed to his office and General Barr chose for this assignment to conduct this investigation. In his final press conference in December of 2020, Attorney General Barr expressed full confidence in Weiss's work, saying it was, quote, being handled responsibly and professionally within the department. And to this point, I have seen no reason to appoint a special counsel, and I have no plan to do so before I leave. Furthermore, Joe Biden never publicly questioned or challenged this prosecution. When it began, he did not decry it as a witch hunt by Donald Trump. He placed in the fairness of the American justice system. When he became president, not only did he not use his power to halt the investigation, he kept in place Trump's handpicked U.S. attorney, Mr. Weiss, overseeing it, even though incoming presidents usually U.S. attorneys with their own appointees. And his attorney general, Merrick Garland, made sure that Mr. Weiss, appointed by Donald Trump, had full authority and resources to pursue this probe and charge it however and whenever he saw fit in any district in the country. And in the past few weeks, as Hunter Biden accepted a guilty plea, the president and his attorney general have done nothing to interfere with the case, which is overseen by a federal judge appointed by, yes, Donald Trump. Wait, this is amazing. So his, this is amazing. So you're so everything that Donald that, that someone like this usually says is everything like if Donald Trump appoints someone, they are a fascist, Nazi, racist, unreliable scam artist. But because that he was in point that this that this person was appointed by Donald Trump, that means that everything he's saying is truthful. Everything he's doing in this investigation is honest and not partisan and correct because it was appointed by Trump. So. Every so if Trump ever appoints anybody, they're a fascist. But in this case, he's saying that since this person who's investigating Biden was appointed by Trump, it's honest. It's unbelievable. Now maybe he is, maybe he isn't. That's not what we're saying here. I'm just saying you literally say, oh, that pick, that judge was appointed by Trump, and New York Times was a fascist judge says uh, the government can't censor American speech, putting disinformation censorship uh, in peril. Experts say. You know, like, a, like that sort of headline. But he's saying that since this was appointed by Trump, that the justice isn't fantastic because it was appointed by Trump. <laughs> this one's not fascist. Like, what? So crazy. It's unbelievable. It's just like whatever way the wind blows. Um, oh, here we go. Jamie Raskin. I love it. Love it.
My GOP colleagues think that the treatment of millions of tax scoff laws or even the handful of criminal prosecution like Hunter Biden is too lenient. I invite them to join us Democrats in supporting the $80 billion in funding for the IRS that we passed in the Inflation Reduction Act last year. This money will enable uh, the long overdue improvements in customer service, but will also enable the agency to restore lost capabilities and enforcement to identify and prosecute tax cheats. But the very first thing House Republicans- So if you think that the IRS is, you know, not doing a good job on this case with Hunter Biden, then help us survey every American with $80 billion to the IRS so that no peasant can ever get away with anything. You know, yeah, we, you know what, you're right. We screwed up with this Hunter Biden thing, so let's make sure everybody who's a poor peasant doesn't get away with a dollar because of this. It's almost like, it's almost, it's almost like setting up a false flag you know, so you can put more surveillance and more and 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 more uh per, like uh I don't know authoritarianism into the system to absolutely oversee all Americans to make sure that nobody cheats the IRS just because you know the, the investigation with Hunter Biden is it's a pretty good twist on what's going on here. It's actually very smart, very political though, very political. Um, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's unbelievable. You think this is wrong? Fine. Then help us fund 80 billion in IRS workers. So nobody, nobody. Yeah, we screwed up with Hunter Biden. Yeah, we screwed up with the elites. But make sure that that person in Arkansas who doesn't pay or doesn't note that they paid their friend $120 on Venmo, let's make sure they don't get away with it. Did this Congress was vote to rescind that funding while disparaging these future IRS employees who will do the same kind of work today's witnesses do. Senator Cruz called them Biden Army. Senator Grassley said they will be going around to some small business person. Today we get to witness mega Republicans take the side of IRS, IRS agents from the D against a Trump appointed U.S. attorney and a rich guy exercising his Second Amendment rights but now facing criminal gun charges and tax charges that would call that they would call in any other circumstance. Critical. It's unbelievable. Um, so he wrote Aaron Rupert, right? So far, it seems like the big Republican bombshells that Hunter Biden is bad at doing his taxes, meaning he, you know, never even filed them. It's unbelievable. Raskin points out that a Trump appointed U.S. attorney who investigated Hunter Biden recently debunked the allegations made. It's unbelievable. So it's unbelievable. If Trump ever points at anybody to appoint them, they're fascist and they're corrupt. But the one that's overseeing Hunter Biden, he's fantastic. This guy's the best. And there's a lady behind Raskin wearing a mask. God bless. Hopefully it stops the virus. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, pretending things that happened in the Trump. Why is it always about Trump? Why is it always about Trump? Seriously, why is it always come back to Trump? Why can't we assess different things that are going on in society without saying the name Trump? Like, I don't understand how this has anything to do with Trump. Like, enough. We don't care. We just want to take each thing on its own. And it's always Trump, 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 Trump. It's crazy. Yeah, we did something wrong. Well, what about Trump? Oh, Hunter Biden files taxes? Yeah, well, Trump tried to overthrow the United States government. He's a dictator. Uh, they're not related. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh my God, look, this, this, look how Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, look at Trump. He, uh, he, you know, he slept with a porn star. But what do you mean? I mean, the, 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 why can't they both be bad things? Why can't they both be bad things? Everyone wants to always say, like, like, why can't Hunter Biden be guilty of a felony, 
and Trump be guilty of a felony? Why can't they both be true? Why do people always, the people who support this corruption, which is bizarre to support and the censorship, all this stuff, it's always in the answer that they say when you call this stuff out is always something with Trump, like blame blame, blame, Trump, 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 like, oh my God, this guy is, has made people obsessed with him. I've never seen anything like it. Never in my life. It's unbelievable. We just want to observe each situation and get the objective truth and analyze it and not make it partisan and political, but yet everything that is pointed out that is corrupt, somehow it's either what Trump's doing is corrupt or Biden and, and, and the establishment is doing something corrupt and that's Trump's fault. It's just Trump, 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 Trump. And that's not here defending Trump. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, there, there's no way everything in this whole entire universe is connected to Donald J. Trump, a game show host. There's just no way. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Now, let's take a second away from this and play this clip from uh, uh, Jimmy Dore. Now, this actually just happened. This literally just happened. This is unbelievable. Uh, This is a little uh, off topic here, but I was just thinking about it. I want you to see it, which is according to CBS News. Actually, let's pull it up right now real quick. This really just happened. This is a real video video of a video according to cbs news lockdowns masking and uh vaccines prevented everyone from catching COVID. oh i probably can't put this on youtube now uh well whatever let's play it two minutes 70 seconds all locked down wearing masks children staying home from school and we reversed all that right mm. we were protected mm. from the viruses <laughs> was locked down and what? What? Slipping that one in. What? He just said we were protected from the viruses. We all got the virus. We all locked down. We all got vaccinated. We all locked down, and we all wore masks, and we all got the virus. By the way, the flu broke for two years. Oh. Nobody died from flu for two years. <laughs> Isn't that wild? The, I bet the flu virus is like ah, COVID's got it covered. We or, don't need to kill anybody. You know that it was counted as COVID. <laughs> So there's no chance that people were dying regular flu and they were counting it as COVID. There's not a chance happening, right? Because if that happened and I said that happened, I would get my channel shut down. (laughs) So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that people were dying from the last two years and and the FDA were lying and saying that everybody dying regular flu was dying. I'm not saying that because if I did say that, that would counter and I can't say that. Well, that's not suspicious. So this guy said that the lockdowns and the masks stopped us from getting the virus, except we all got the virus. Can we say that? I think we can say that. Here we go. Let's listen to more. So now, what else do you think? Isn't this amazing? There's still, and these two, these two, they're not reporters, right? They're people who showed up to a modeling job and they asked them to, if you can read a teleprompter, you've got a news job. They sound like pageant contestants they are, when they, they say all their things. That's exactly what they are. They're pageant contestants. Here we go. Then we opened things up, took off our masks, sent the kids back to school, and the viruses had an opportunity to spread. And they did last year. Why is he? We're opening him up, and the virus got a chance to spread. <laughs> you know, Sweden did not lock down at all for COVID, and they didn't have any worse outcomes. And they didn't lock down their school. Their kids went to school every day. They didn't close down their schools in Sweden. It's the same outcomes. Better, actually. I mean, that is, these people are sick. He's still saying that. 
And there's like, I don't know, 14 people out there that believe him. He's like, and his eyes laid up, we opened up, and that's what made the virus rip. I mean, Jay Bacharya, a friend of the show, is one of the most outspoken people on lockdowns of how many people it's harmed worldwide and that we won't even see the catastrophic effects for decades, that children will never recover from it. And this guy's saying, we let kids back to school. Like, that was the bad decision, not like taking them out of something that in 99.99% survival rate was, you know, maybe a better idea to put them in school. I mean, it's unreal. There's still the news is still playing opposite day. Like you're a moron, but you're not a moron because you found the John the COVID show. It's great to have you here. Isn't that unbelievable though? He's saying that wearing the mask and the lockdowns prevents you from getting the virus, even though you probably got the virus, unless you're uh, Ashkenazi Jew and something else, which I am, which is awesome. So listen, if people are going to manufacture another virus, whoever those people are, you know, Fauci and his pals and Bill Gates, keep sparing the Ashkenazi Jews. That is awesome. I'm all about that. So if you want to, if you want to spare the Ashkenazi Jews, hell yeah, I am all about that. Keep putting that in that, you know, in the sequence. Okay. That's fantastic. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I am. I actually praise that idea. I think it's fantastic. I think every virus that's man-made should spare, should spare Ashkenazi Jews. We've been through enough. Okay. We've been through enough. All right. They did experiments on us. No more. We said never again with Nuremberg. Well, we did it again, but whatever. That's not here nor there. Okay, but never again with Ashkenazi Jews. Okay, do it with other people. All right. Unbelievable. These people are sick. They're concocting viruses. They're concocting false stories. They're they're concocting and warping your brain. It's sick. Thank God the Internet somehow can get the truth out there. If you look for it and you find places like this and you share this with people and then we all unite and we come together and we realize we're on the same team and that the real enemy is the mainstream media and the elites. Those are truly the enemy of the people, not the people, not other people who maybe have different politics than you or think have a different opinion on policy. No, that's not your enemy. That's your friend. That's your peer. That's your neighbor. Love thy neighbor. The people who are evil are the ones intentionally manipulating information, censoring information, forcing you to do things based on lies and corruption at the deepest, darkest level ever. It's sick and I'm done with it. All right. So uh, should we keep going through some clips here? What should we do? What do you think? Probably should be going through some clips. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to find some other. Oh, oh no, 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 I'm going the wrong way. So great point by Lynch here. I love it. This is unbelievable. Let's see what Kanakoa. Uh, let's see if he has another one. Um, okay, here's a minute. Let's see if. Uh, so the question is, were you ever blocked from interviewing a witness uh, when it came down to the Bidens? No, no way. Probably not. Nobody's above the law. Let's see. Ziegler, on page 32 of the transcript of your testimony, discussed the need to interview Hunter Biden's adult children regarding certain deductions that you listed earlier um, of Hunter Biden included on his tax returns. You also tested that Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf told you that you would get into hot water if interviewed the president's grandchildren. In other cases that you've worked over your career, have you ever had a prosecutor tell you that you couldn't interview a relevant witness? So there, there, there are certain things that come into whether we talk to a witness or not. So if they're an attorney, if there's some special situation that might come up that might cause caution to interviewing that witness, but I've never been told that we couldn't approach someone to interview them as a part of an investigation. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain situations to where you have to 
do a further analysis of the information that you might get if they're, like I said, if they're an attorney, but yeah, so in this case, we needed uh, to, to, to talk to witnesses related to things that were deducted on the tax return. And in, in this case, it was the adult children um, that we needed to talk to. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I see. Do, does Joe Biden count those kids as his grandchildren? Do they make the cut? I'm just curious, asking for a friend. Um, could you imagine being a grandfather and not acknowledging one of your grandkids? I mean, that's really crazy. It's a totally different subject. It was just mind blowing to me though. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, we can go on and on here. Um, what's this? The Bidens created over 20 shell companies. What were these people selling? I just want to know what the Bidens are being paid for. I don't like, do they have a business, a family business? Do they sell services, you know, maybe consulting for, you know, um, I don't know how to run a campaign, how to get elected. Uh, I don't know something just what's the, what is being sold? That's all I want to know. I'm cool with them. Sell whatever you want to whomever you want. Just tell me what it is. Why is that not being at? Just what were they selling? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just the guy running the free world. All right. Well, we're going to stop it there for today, but the corruption is so deep on all sides. The whole game is rigged. The whole thing is fixed. Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. It's just, can we get to the truth? Like this doesn't have to be partisan. It doesn't have to be political. But I guess when you're backed up against a corner and the truth is coming out when you've lied for so long and people know you're lying that you can either tell the truth, come clean and be looked, you know, kind of bad, but people forgive you or double and triple down and just lie and lie and never tell the truth and just destroy an entire society because you're willing to come clean and people get mad because people are trying to tell the truth and a lot of people are like, no, look, like, you know, we believe what they're saying and, you know, we don't trust Nazi, Nazi fascists on the other side, even though it's a lie. It just doesn't make you Republican to, to tell the truth. I don't understand. Listen, if the, if the same thing was going on, on the other side, guess what? I'd be calling it out the same way, same exact way. It is about truth and nothing but the truth. And that is it. It's very basic principles on this podcast. Very simple, very simple. We're very simple here. Truth and nothing but the truth. We do not believe in politics. My goodness. The fact that I have to say that on so many podcasts is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's actually sick. All right. So that's all I got for today. Please subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you get your podcasts. Again, you can go to jsk.transistor.fm. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, if you're watching on Rumble, subscribe to the Rumble channel. Ding, give it a thumbs up. Hopefully it'll travel with the algorithm. Not sure how the Rumble one works. We can get more people, you know, absorbing the truth, coming to the apolitical sphere, realizing that we're all on team peasant. We're all on the same team. We all love one another. We all just want truth. We don't want bias. We don't want filters. We can handle information. We're strong enough. We don't need the YouTube gods and the Google gods to filter information because they have a special gene that can absorb dangerous information, but then we can't. So they have to censor it from us. No, 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 no. We just want unfiltered information and we will decide what is true, what is not true. We'll use our critical thinking skills and we will come to our own conclusions by our very selves because we're smart enough to do that. That's this. That's what this podcast is. You want to be a part of that movement? Join the movement. Okay? You don't want to be a part of that? You want to be filtered out? You want the YouTube gods to censor? Fine. So be it. Play that game. Okay? I don't care. This is just for the people who want to get to the truth. Very basic. Very simple. From a principled approach. Unbiased. Apolitical. Period. Full stop. Okay, follow on Twitter at K-O-G-Z. That's my Twitter account. Rumble, YouTube, subscribe, podcast. Give it a five-star rating if you think it's good. If it's not, just 
ignore the podcast. There's a ton of podcasts out there, but none of them are apolitical and truthful like this one. I'll promise you that. All right. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. If you're somewhere where it's nighttime, I hope you have an amazing night. I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, big podcast coming tomorrow. So you really do want to subscribe. Big guest tomorrow. Big guest tomorrow. Very, very excited. All right. God bless. I'll see you later. Adios. Hasta luego.